Hello again, Frank Mickens with you, and it has been a while. Praise the Lord that we're back with you to uh, bring you another episode of Faith Fire Media. And I'm turning my mic down a little bit. Uh, Yeah, that's much better. Listen, we're going to talk about the pandemic this time around, and this could be two or three weeks that we're going to delve into this. Why the pandemic? Why did the the Lord allow the pandemic? We're going to talk about that. And I'm excited to share with you what the Lord has been showing me. And we're going to go through scripture to have biblical foundation for how the Lord is renovating his church. Stick around. Praise the Lord. Frank Mickens back here with you. It's been a few weeks and I hope you've been well as we have been delving deeper into the year 2022. Faith Fire Media has not been going anywhere. We've just been sitting and listening and waiting on the Lord. And uh, I don't find myself doing this just because I feel like it. I wait for the Lord. And this is actually a message that I've been sitting with for more than a year. And it just wasn't the time for me to say these things, but the Lord has been showing me this. And I'm going to share some of the things the Lord has shown me and the biblical foundation for those things. But first and foremost, before we go any further, I am your host, Frank Mickens. I'm with Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Our mission is to fan the flame of revival around the world. And we look to do that in several ways. One of those is broadcasting revival all over the world. And that is what we're doing right here on YouTube or your podcast platform, whatever you're using right now to watch or listen. We thank God for you. Listen, if you're on YouTube, we would love for you to to like this so that we can have more people join our community, more people learn and hear what the Lord is saying for this hour. There are people, in fact, I just talked to someone on the phone this this morning. There are people that are looking for a way to plug into what God is doing, the new thing God is doing. And so it's good that we understand what the Lord is doing. And that's what this ministry is all about. We're connecting people to the heart of God as he is reviving the body of Christ. Didn't know if you knew that, but yes, he is reviving the body of Christ. If you want to know more about our ministry, go to faithfireworldwide.com. You'll learn more about me. You also learn more about what we do. And if you want to uh, join as a prayer partner, you can do that. Or if you want to join as a financial partner, you can do that from our website as well. And and throughout the broadcast, we'll give you opportunities to connect with our text alerts on Instagram, Twitter, and all of that. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll get all those links. You can find that information at Faithfire Worldwide as well. Faithfireworldwide.com. All right. So with that said, I'm going to just kind of set the table for you. With these notes that I I wrote down, it says here, over the last several weeks, the Lord has impressed upon me that we should take the time to make sure that we are getting the message about COVID-19. Listen, we've been dealing with this for two years. And there are so many reasons why the Lord allowed this deadly virus to encompass the entire world. This is the first global pandemic in history. 
And I'm going to share with you three major reasons why the Lord is doing this as he has shown me in vivid dreams and taught me through the scriptures. And so in this series, we're going to do at least three things. And I will say this is by no means a comprehensive list of what God is doing. He is doing things at every level. He's doing it at an individual level. He's dealing with the systems of this world. He's dealing at the, in the demonic realm. He's dealing in the heavens. He's dealing with the body of Christ. He's dealing with people who are not in the body of Christ. But I'm going to focus on three things. I see in part and understand in part. There is so much more to this. But the first thing I want to talk about is what God is doing in the churches. The Lord showed me that he is allowing some churches to die. And, and that's a Selah. The Lord is allowing some, some churches to die. We're talking about that today. Also, in this series, we'll talk about what God is doing in his believers. And thirdly, what God is doing around the world evangelistically. What he's trying to do to get the attention of those who are not in the ark of safety. So let us pray as we delve into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just ask now that you take control of my mind and my mouth, that my thoughts and my words will be pleasing in your sight. Lord God, I, I honor you. I glorify you. I give you all of the thanks for the opportunity to have my mouth be used as an oracle of the Lord to teach us, to bring us to a place of understanding and wisdom and knowledge because you said that we can perish for lack of knowledge. You said that you don't do anything except before you tell the prophets, God, you want us to understand what you're doing. And so, Lord, I pray now that you, un you, you unveil your revealed truth to us and let it get deep down in our hearts for life to spring forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So let's talk about this, what God is doing in the churches. I'm going to share with you what I wrote down. This is a dream I had on August 9th. Nope, sorry. I'm going to I'm going to go to that now. I had this dream November 15th of 2020 and I'm going to I'm really going to condense this. So this is what I saw on November 15th, 2020, more than a year and a half ago. The Lord took me to a parking lot and it was a dirt lot and there were shoes everywhere. But what I knew was I was seeing the soles of shoes. The people who were wearing the shoes were buried face down, head first in the ground. Imagine they had been drilled straight down into the ground. That is what I was seeing. And so the Lord began to minister to me in this environment. And there were a lot of people around that were trying to save these people who were buried face down in the ground. But I knew and I told folks who were trying to save these people, I said, don't save them because they'll only be zombies. They'll be lifeless. And so I knew by the spirit there was no point of trying to exhume something that was dead and had no possibility of life. And as this was happening, I was taking trash and, and things out of my car to get stuff I didn't need out of the way. And so over time, the Lord began to share with me his heart about this dream. And he's talked, talked to me about this over and over that he allowed some churches to die. So these headfirst beings did not represent individuals as much as they represented church fellowships that the Lord was allowing to die. Now, I saw this November 15th of 2020. And the Lord has really been ministering to me and having me pray for the body of Christ because some churches simply were out of the will of God and he allowed them to die. So we're going to actually look at scripture and talk about the scriptural basis for this. And so let's go to 
Mm. Let's go to John 15. And, and so if you think this is harsh, this is the grace of God. God has allowed certain things to go on for so long. We don't even recognize we were in error. But there comes a time where the Lord judges things and he cannot allow them to continue. And so it's not that his mercy is not enduring. His mercy endures forever. But there's a change in the season where the Lord is saying this cannot stand any longer. And that's where we've arrived in the body of Christ. God is pruning his church. John 15 and verse 1. It says, verse 2 rather, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So God will purge and prune. Glory to God. He'll take a church fellowship or a person and he'll prune them and make them more fruitful. Or there are times where he, he will um, allow it to be taken away. He'll be, allow it to be taken away. So then listen to this. The Lord will give us plenty of opportunities to walk with him and bear fruit. But at a point in time determined by him alone, he will establish the fruit he's looking for will never arrive. He'll just recognize this never going to happen. So then he will declare a thing dead where there is no hope of glory. He allows that thing to be what it can only be. And that is dead. Now, you might say, wow, that's not right. Well, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to to live and a time to die. So that's part of the plan and the structure of God in the earth. But listen to this in Matthew 21. This is going to really bless some people. Matthew 21 in verse 18, it says, Now in the morning, talking about Jesus, as he returned to the city, he was hungry and seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to this fig tree and he found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. So the Lord has watched Many ministries in the body of Christ walking around without life in them. And he has established this season for cleaning house. He's putting his house in order. So the Lord, basically, as, as Jesus was, he knows the history of that fig tree. He knows that he can never expect to see fruit in that fig tree because over time that fig tree has exhibited an inability to produce fruit. And so at some point he just declare, he just declares it dead. So with that said, you know, the mercy of God endures, the grace of God abounds, but there is a shift. Why? Because he knows if things look alive, but they're dead and they continue, they actually allow people to connect to something dead. And God's not about that. He wants people to connect to something that is alive. And I just want to pray real quick. Lord, I pray that you comfort our hearts about this truth, that this is not you being unreasonable. You're just about your agenda. Your glory will be revealed in the earth and we can't stop it. You're kind, you're gentle, you're good, but you're also about righteousness. And we thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. OK, so listen, don't write your pastor, say that I'm out of the book. I know that God is is a judge, but also gracious. But there's. There's both. There's both. So, Lord, now lead me. Where would you like me to go? Help me, Holy Spirit. So in the Old Testament. The people of God were allowed. And remember when they were in the Exodus, 
there was an entire generation that was allowed to die. And that is what we are seeing in the earth right now. So this is this is first Corinthians chapter 10 talking about that generation of Israel after they had been released from bondage. It says, but with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were what scattered in the wilderness like my dream. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. So there's been an issue with us lusting after evil things in the body of Christ. And then it encourages us in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 7. And do not become idolaters as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. So they weren't about their father's business. They were about eating, drinking and rising up to play. And in the Western church, we see that a lot, don't we? We see the materialism and this and that. And that stuff is something that the Lord cannot allow but for so long. Listen to Hosea chapter 2. I'm just going to get scriptural. Hosea chapter 2, 11 through 13. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, all her appointed feasts, and I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, of which she has said, these are my wages that my lovers have given me, talking about idolatry. So I will make them a forest and the beasts of the field shall eat them. This is the Lord. And then he says, I will punish her for the days of the Baals or the demonic spirits to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers. But me, she forgot, says the Lord. So we've got to be careful that we don't get conveniently comfortable with God, that we're just going through the motions with what we call church or church. He is serious. He wants people to see Christ in us. And so when we have, and the Lord has shown me this, we have allowed money to defile the body of Christ. Things are being done with money in mind. The way some are preaching and teaching and discipling, they might not go but so far because they're concerned about the tithe and the offering and their salary. And listen, I'm not accusing specific people, but this is happening. The Lord has shown me this stuff. This stuff is not just coming from me. I'm not that smart. So let's go further into the word of God before I wrap up this particular episode. And we're going to have to talk about this in episode two. And I'm going to make these shorter because there's there's just so much we need to just meditate on. But listen, in Revelation three, the Lord speaks of three churches, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. And I believe he is focusing his heart on the three different states of these churches as they are appearing in our present day. The church of Sardis is described as a church that was dead, but thought they were alive. Listen to this in Revelation chapter three and verse one. This is the New American Standard version of the Bible. It says to the angel of the church of Sardis, write, he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, quote, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive and yet you are dead. He knows what we're doing, even though we might look like we got it all together. He knows what's going on in the back rooms. He knows what's going on with the head counting. He knows what's going on with the people putting their hands on the offering when they shouldn't. I was studying about Eli and Hophni and Phinehas this morning and how the, the sons of Eli were taking the offerings of the people for themselves. And God ended up slaying them because of what they were doing with the offerings of the people. 
God will not allow certain things to last for so long. So that's Church of Sardis. Thought they were alive, but they were in fact dead. And the Bible says, Jesus says, I know your deeds. He sees it. The church of Laodicea was lukewarm and concerned about the treasures of this world. Listen to this. But since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I truly believe the Lord is seeking to remove dead materialism from the body of Christ. And I can smile about this because this is the good stuff. This is us on the potter's wheel. This is us in the furnace getting all that fat burned away. This is us becoming the living sacrifices. What do you do with the living sacrifice? What do you do with the sacrifice? You put it on burning wood. His presence must be restored. I also believe the Lord is zealous to see Holy Spirit allowed to take control and fill the house of worship and fill the body of Christ. He is craving for repentance and restoration by the Holy Spirit. He wants us to find our treasure in him alone, away with materialism and finding our treasure in Christ. So that's the church at uh, Laodicea. Now, listen to the church of Philadelphia. They adored the Lord. They centered everything around him. It says this. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. So. They have kept the word. That word in the Greek means to guard and keep your eyes on something. So they guarded the word of God and they kept their eyes on the word of God. And it also means to serve and to watch. So what were the believers at Philadelphia watching? What were they guarding? What were they keeping their eyes on? The word. They were guarding and serving what they believed at first. They were serving Jesus. They were keeping their eyes on Jesus. And we can have the desire and determination to serve and guard the word and keep our eyes on Jesus in these end times. So Revelation 3 and 2 says this, be constantly alert and strengthen the things that remain, which were about to die, for I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So he's been shaking everything. Some churches, some fellowships, some ministries have been allowed to die. But the Lord is saying that which remains, strengthen that which remains that were about to die, meaning all the stuff that hasn't died yet can still die if we don't strengthen it and return to our first love. God is removing idolatry for the world to see. He is showing us his heart has been grieved long enough. We can expect to see a sudden shift into consecration and holy worship, a more widespread purity of worship and service to the Lord for his glory and the benefit of the world at large. It's always about the nations, bringing the nations to God. After this shaking, we must focus on what the Lord leaves behind and make it stronger. We need to go back to the beginning, the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to go back to the foundation. He wants and he hungers for us and he will not lose one who he sent his son to save. The Lord is making a move to restore the heart of worship, his heart. He doesn't want us worshiping out of our own hearts. He, want us, he wants us to be, know his will and seek his will and worship in that mindset. Bible says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. For the father is seeking such to work of him, worship him. This is John 4. And then it goes on to say, remember, 
This is the word of God. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So may we pray for repentance and pray for the release of the spirit of religion's stranglehold on certain ministries. Let us pray for the body of Christ to fully invite the Holy Spirit to seize control. And yes, may his mercy endure forever. Listen, I'm going to stop right there at about 20 minutes. And I want you to chew on this and pray on this for the body of Christ. Listen, if you want to sign up for text alerts, you can text the word faith fire to 55498 and you'll be alerted to when we're going live uh, the next time here with Faith Fire Media. Faith Fire, text that to 55498. And, and so we're done here with what God is doing in churches. And next we're going to talk about what God is doing in his believers. I praise God for you. And I praise you, Lord. Listen, let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you for the gift of repentance. You said that we should mourn and lament and weep, that we should purify our hearts and cleanse our hands. You want to see us turn away from religion and tradition and doing things we've seen other people do instead of seeking you wholeheartedly for how you want us to worship you. You are a spirit. And you're looking for those who will worship you in spirit and truth. God, I pray against the God of mammon in the church that we will no longer be defiled by our lust after money, that our leaders, that our churches in general won't be so concerned about material goods, but about only proclaiming Christ Jesus with clarity and power. Paul said that he came not in the enticing words of man's wisdom. We don't want to have man's wisdom. We want to have demonstration of the spirit and power. And that is what I pray for, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, I praise God for you sticking around this long. And yeah, please share this if you feel led to do that. I, I would not hide this under a bushel. This is what the Lord is doing. Why the pandemic is the question. And listen, we're going to talk about this again next week. We're going to talk about what God is doing in believers and I can't wait to share that with you. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you great shalom, peace in Jesus' name. See you then. Thank you.